It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Outplayed, outhustled, outworked, and now their tourney shot may be done. You are no Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota whatever Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. What's up, Gopher fans? You are listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Rob, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube to help the channel grow, find more Gophers fans, and keep this Gophers daily content rolling to you each and every day of the week. On top of that, if you can share the podcast wherever you get podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple Pods, you name it, share it with other Gopher fans, help them find a way, and we will build this thing up one day at a time. Now, today we're talking a lot of Gophers men's basketball. Unfortunately, they probably lost their shot at the NCAA tournament, barring a crazy run in the Big Ten tournament. We'll talk about the Nebraska game, why that shot's probably gone, and then we're going to prep for this Illinois game because it is still an opportunity to go get a ranked win, which the Gophers could definitely use and maybe, just maybe, add a little bit of shine to their resume and to their confidence to close out the rest of the year. Finally, and then we got to talk about the NFL draft. The combine is this week, and we have two Gophers players there. Brevin Spanford and Tyler Newbin. I'm going to tell you how you can watch them, which days they will be participating in different things, and then on top of that, what they stand to gain from the combine. All of that on today's show. Be sure to hit subscribe, like I said, but let's talk about this Gophers men's basketball team because they took an ugly loss over in Lincoln. Now, the Gophers absolutely dropped the ball against Nebraska on a road game, an opportunity to get a quad one win in which this team desperately needed some big wins in order to give themselves a shot at the NCAA tournament. A quad one wins, quad two wins, those top upper echelon type games are what you need to really build your tournament resume. Well, the Gophers didn't play a hard non-conference schedule, which gives them a lot fewer opportunities to shine or show they can compete with some of the best teams in the country. Now, they've held their own in some games, but they haven't been able to walk away with many quad one wins. In fact, they are one in six in quad one games right now, and that's just not going to cut it. Now, they do have two other opportunities to try and go three and six. Maybe, just maybe, if you win out the rest of the season and then do well in the tournament, you could maybe make a case for yourself, but even that might be pushing it. At this point, the Gophers' best shot is probably to try and make a tournament winning run in the big 10 tournament but let's focus on this nebraska game at first because the gophers especially in the first half but it kind of carried on throughout were terrible shooting in this game and nebraska was terrible at shooting in the first half as well but they adjusted at that halftime and that was the difference in this one it just looked like the gophers were lacking energy lacking confidence and weren't able to find easy buckets to keep themselves in the game 
Now, it was only an eight-point game at the half, but then in the second half, the Nebraska Cornhuskers absolutely opened it up on Minnesota. Like I said, it seemed like there was a lack of effort across the board on top of that. Cam Christie <clears throat> found a lot of points from the free-throw line, but had some struggles in shooting throughout. Dawson Garcia only had 10 points in this game. Uh Elijah Hawkins had single-digit points in this game. So it was just a night where the star players weren't really star players. They weren't able to show up and show out, and that really hurt the Gophers in this one, so much so that they almost lost by 20 points. Now, hopefully, this game plan that Nebraska put on film doesn't expose anything to the remaining opponents. We've still got an away game versus Illinois. Then you got two home games versus Penn State and versus Indiana. And then you close with an away game in Northwestern. So <clears throat> Minnesota's going to have to find a way to clean up whatever Nebraska was able to do from to them and be able to go out there and get back on track and do it in a hurry. Because if that exposed anything that can possibly wipe away any chances at this Big Ten tournament run that the Gophers will need, but also could really be demeaning to end this year. So overall, the Gophers got to get it right, got to clean it up. Even Ben Johnson talked about in the presser after this game that he was not happy with the effort and with the attitude and the confidence that his team played with. And it just wasn't there for a majority of the game. Nebraska wanted it more. They played tougher. They scrapped it out. They were gritty and they put everything into this game. Now the Gophers, they've shown that type of play, especially at home, but on the road, the Gophers have been up and down. And it seems like that is where their struggle comes from is not finding the inner fire, the inner energy to get themselves back into a game consistently on the road. I'm not going to say they haven't done it on the road because they have. They pulled off uh, a Michigan win that came that way. They pulled off a couple different road games in which they were able to really find that inner drive, that inner fire, and capitalize on it. But they have to continue to find that more consistently because it can't be so hot and cold, up and down roller coaster when it comes to road games. Now, Minnesota's been good at home, so hopefully they can clean up uh, the Penn State game, the Indiana game. But you're still going to want to get one or both of these games on the road in order to build confidence, in order to head into the tournament on a good streak. I mean, if you drop the Illinois game, then hopefully you can close the year on a three-game win streak going into the Big Ten tournament, which is in Minnesota. So maybe it will feel like a home game. The home, home crowd can show up and show out, and maybe that'll just be enough to help the Gophers go on a crazy run and probably take the only shot that they could have at a tourney bid is winning the Big Ten tournament. So overall... There is just a flicker, a glimmer of a chance that the Gophers could get into the NCAA tournament, but overall, it's likely looking like an NIT appearance. Now, that could still be good for this Gophers team that could return almost every player on the roster if they so choose, which would be massive for next year and being able to not only get away from an NIT, get some postseason play this year, but then prep for the main goal, the main mission of an NCAA tournament and a run at that next season. So hopefully the Gophers can establish some postseason presence, be able to have some success in the Big Ten tournament and potentially in the NIT if they aren't able to win the Big Ten tournament. It's a good step in the right direction for Coach Ben Johnson and crew, but you still want to see more progress to close out these final four games. You don't want to see a collapse. You don't want to see a slip up in a first round exit. That would be brutal for the the <clears throat> 
support and the positivity that you've been feeling grow with Gophers Nation here when it comes to the men's basketball team. So definitely something to keep an eye on. I have confidence that the Gophers can win those two games at home and hopefully at Northwestern as well. But the big one is Illinois. Now we're going to dive into the nitty gritty with this Illinois Fighting Illini team, a ranked team at that, the Gophers last opportunity to get a ranked win on the season. We're going to dive into what to be prepared for when it comes to this away game at Illinois. Players to keep in mind and what that team is all about do the gophers have any shot at pulling an upset i think it could happen and i'll tell you why coming up next First, we got to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel because you can get buckets with America's number one sports book, and that is FanDuel itself. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. So go on there, take a shot at whatever you think is absolutely going to hit. Now, for me, it's anytime the Celtics play, I am very confident they're walking away with a dub. In fact, They've played, what, 67 games so far and only lost 12, so it's a good bet. And if you want to put $5 or more and you win that bet, all of a sudden you've got $150 in bonus bets if your bet wins. Now bet on your favorite NBA players, your favorite teams, with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Again, that's at FanDuel. So you can go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to shoot your shot. FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NBA and of Locked On. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Govers fans, so let's prep for this Illinois Fighting Illini game on the way to Champaign-Urbana. We got to talk about Illinois, the matchup that is coming up this week. I believe it's on Wednesday. Now, Illinois will be Minnesota's final shot at a regular season win over a ranked opponent. Now, they didn't have a whole lot of opportunities to go against ranked opponents this year. They went against a ranked Purdue on the road, weren't able to pull it off, but they stayed in the fight. They played a ranked Wisconsin at home all the way down to the wire, had an opportunity to send the game to overtime in the final weaning seconds, but were unable to pull it off again down to the wire. And there's no reason to believe that Minnesota can't bring this one down to the wire as well, but hopefully they can end up on the right side of the wire on this one. Now, if they don't get this one, you can kiss an even slimmer odds at the NCAA tournament. After that Nebraska loss, you can kiss it completely goodbye. If Minnesota loses this game, their only shot after that would be winning the whole Big Ten tournament, and that's going to be a tough stretch, but it is in Minnesota, which Minnesota plays well in Minnesota. We'll see if they can have that same home atmosphere type at the Target Center, but that's a big ask in itself. Lots of seats in the Target Center and lots of fans that will be traveling this way. So overall, when we're looking at this Illinois-Minnesota matchup, Illinois stands as the 13th-ranked team in the country. They're 20-7 and seven so far in the year and currently a top-20 school in the net rankings, meaning they're one of the best in the country whichever way you look at it. Now, their seven losses so far this season have come from number four, Marquette, number 17, Tennessee, number one, Purdue, three ranked losses, definitely not bad. 
versus Maryland, and then at Northwestern, at Michigan State, and at Penn State. So the only home game that Illinois has lost at all this season has been versus Maryland. Furthermore, all seven of their losses that Illinois has had so far this season have been single-digit losses. So basically what I am trying to tell you is Illinois is very good and deserving of a top 15 ranking. And currently, ESPN is giving Illinois a 91.5% chance at winning this game. Now, when it comes to players to keep an eye out for in this one on the Illinois side of the ball, it's the usual cats, the usual suspects that we are aware of from last year in Terrence Shannon Jr., their leading scorer, the star of their team, the do-it-all guard. He can shoot from three. He can score he can drive, he can dish it out. He is averaging 21.6 points per game, which is second in the entire Big Ten Conference, only behind Zach Eady, the seven foot four mammoth out there. So you know what? Terrence Shannon's might be a little bit more impressive in my mind because he's only averaging about two points less than Zach Eady but he can do it all. Then you've got Coleman Hawkins, who is a very consistent player for the fighting Illini. He's a sharpshooting wing who can also play some solid lockdown defense. Now he's shooting nearly 40% from deep. So if he gets going, things can get hard for the Gophers or any team that Illinois is facing. But if he's shooting cold, a lot of this team can shoot fairly poorly from deep and you can force them into issues or slumps. And that's Minnesota's one of their best bets in this game is to really use that defensive prowess to force difficult shots. And hopefully Coleman Hawkins is one of the guys missing and causing, uh, those those longer droughts when it comes to scoring for Illinois. Now, outside of those two players who are, we are used to seeing and used to playing, Illinois also has two key transfers that came in. Marcus Domask, now he transferred in from Southern Illinois. He's second on the team in scoring 15 points per game and nearly five rebounds per game. And then they've also got Quincy Gurrier, who has transferred from Oregon. He also had played at Syracuse in his first two years, averaging 10 points per game right now and seven rebounds. So he's getting it done in multiple facets. Now, those four players are definitely the core for this team and the, the leading effort in the scoring fronts. Now, aside from... From those four, Minnesota's keys for this matchup are going to be on the defensive side of things, in my opinion. The first one is going to be you have to force turnovers and deflections. Illinois can lead teams in games with their turnovers at times. Now, they take care of the ball fairly well, but in a few of their losses, they've pushed 15, 18 turnovers, and that's where Minnesota can try to capitalize and keep themselves in the game by forcing reckless turnovers, forcing different chances to get the ball back on your offensive end. I also don't think Minnesota is going to be in a rush to score in this one. It's not going to be a fast-paced game for Minnesota. They're going to want to try to slow it down, get through their, through their offense, and get high-quality looks, especially on the inside with their two posts, Dawson Garcia and Pharrell Payne. Now, the second key for Minnesota, again, on the defensive side of the floor is to force ill-contested threes. If you can get a contest in there, you can force difficult shots. That's where Illinois can start to struggle and get in slumps, droughts, and go on cold streaks. Now, if they're struggling to get it going from three, if they're struggling to get clean looks from three, they can tend to go cold from the floor, and that helps keep some of these teams in games, whether it be uh, Maryland or what have you. So overall, if you can force ill-contested threes, you can continue forcing uh, more than normal turnovers, a high level of turnovers, I'd say probably 14 plus turnovers in the game, you're going to give yourself a really good shot at competing even on the road. 
And then finally, the thing that Minnesota could have play in their favor if they can really clean it up, really get into position, is they can create a lot of second-chance opportunities and win the battle of the boards. Now, Purdue absolutely blew Illinois out on the rebounds. Even though Illinois found a way to stay in the game and keep it close, Purdue cleaned up on the boards. And if the Gophers want a chance in this one, that's what they're going to need. They're going to need a lot of second-chance opportunities. They're going to need to put back... uh, Put either make your first shot or get a second chance opportunity. Now that might seem fairly obvious, but those are the ways the Gophers can capitalize and against a team on the road that is ranked and doesn't really lose at home. So those are my three keys, forcing turnovers and deflections, force ill-contested threes and not allow clean looks from deep. And then finally, a lot of second chance points in winning the battle of the boards. Those are the hopes for Minnesota. Now, all of these things are capable things that Minnesota could do, especially with their two quality bigs. What people are liking to say is thunder and lightning with Pharrell Payne and Dawson Garcia. And they also have a defensive identity. Everybody on this Gophers team can cause problems. They have the length, they have the size to create deflections and the speed to hang in there. The, the, stature to bang inside with the big so overall the golfers have the the chemical makeup the team personnel to really push illinois to the brink but can they stay confident can they stay consistent like i said the issues have been with minnesota on the road and keeping that confidence and that energized play when they're on the road something they have struggled with time and time again this season so if minnesota is going to get it done and get their first ranked win and their only ranked win on the season when it comes to the regular season they're gonna need all of those aspects and more regardless it should be a quality game and if minnesota can pull it off hopefully they can pull off the final four and give themselves some confidence moving into the Big Ten tournament. Now, the final thing we're going to talk about on today's show is the NFL Draft Combine, which is this week. We have two gophers there, Brevin Spanford and Tyler Newbin. I'm going to tell you what to look out for this week, when you can watch them, and then also what they stand to gain or lose in this week, and that's all coming up next. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Gophers fans, the final thing we are talking about today is the NFL Draft Combine, and that is this week. Now, we've got two Gophers there, Tyler Newbin and Brevin Spanford. Now, when it comes to Tyler Newbin, super highly regarded safety prospect, one of the best in the entire draft class by many different sites. In fact, 33rd team, which has a a bunch of quality analysts and uh, 
former professionals, former coaches that all contribute to it. They rank Tyler Newbin the number one safety prospect at the Combine, and this is the time for him to go out there and prove it and capitalize on it. And also, he is riding the, the border right now of a first-round pick or a second-round pick. Now, we've seen a lot of Gophers right in that same range. We saw John Michael Schmitz on that range. We saw Boye Mafe on that range. We saw Rashad Bateman on that range. Now, Bateman was able to kick it into the first round, but the other two have been just outside in that early second round. So this is the opportunity for Tyler Newbin to put himself into the conversation for day one and really go out there and show that he is that guy when it comes to safety prospects and to really show his footwork burst, his, his comeback to the ball, his ability to uh, shift his hips in coverage. This is going to be the opportunity where he can show that athleticism and what he has been working on all this uh pre-draft process, but also it's his first opportunity in the pre-draft process to showcase his abilities after some cleanup work in the offseason. Now, on the other gopher player, we have Brevin Spanford. I am very hopeful that this will allow him to showcase his ball skills and route running because he hasn't gotten many opportunities, especially in his last year in 2023, to showcase the ball skills and his receiving ability. In fact, the Gophers didn't give him many looks at all. Now, he had a lot of progress, a lot of hope from that junior year in 2022, where he absolutely went crazy, almost 500 yards receiving. But the Gophers didn't really use him in the red zone, which is wild to me. You go to the senior bowl game, and he's got a touchdown in the first or, first or second drive for his senior bowl team. That is the type of thing that... A lot of teams would probably think like, oh, we could use this guy in the red zone. He's a big body, six foot seven, 220 pounds. Like he should go up or 270 pounds. I'm tripping. 220 would be kind of small. 270, 265 pounds at six foot seven. He can go up there and bang with any linebacker. He's got the speed to hang or bang with uh, any corner, out jump any corner out there as well. So I think Brevin Spanford can help himself in those areas in this NFL draft combine. He didn't get to showcase it too much with Minnesota, but this is the time where he can really pique teams' interests in that department. And it's probably the biggest opportunity for him in the entire pre-draft process in order to boost his draft stock. And so the senior bowl, the film that he had, especially his senior year, but also his junior year, all of that showed how talented he is as a blocker and how he can be an asset for an NFL team as a blocker. But this NFL draft combine is the time where he can go out there and show he has the ball skills, the receiving skills, the route running in order to intrigue teams and be like, why did Minnesota not use this kid? This is the opportunity for him to do it. And I think he is going to capitalize on it and then some. So overall, I'm excited for it. And this also the combine should be beneficial for both Tyler Newbin and Brevin Spanford because it definitely highlights athleticism. And both of these guys have the measurables and the athleticism to impress teams out there. So I have high hopes that both of them can prove teams wrong and increase their draft stock. Now, lucky for Gophers fans, both Tyler Newbin and Brevin Spanford will be scheduled for the same days because DBs and tight ends are on the same day for all of their scheduled through the, out the entire NFL draft combine. Now, what does that look like for these guys? Well, it starts tomorrow, actually today. I'm recording this at night, the night prior, but it starts Tuesday. That'll clear things up for folks. A pre-exam and team interviews start on Tuesday for the DBs and the TEs. And then on Wednesday, you go to medical exams and then more team interviews. Thursday, it's media interviews, the NFLPA meeting, and then more team interviews. And then finally, 
Friday is the day where you can go and you can see the athletic testing. You can see the ball catching. You can see the 40 times for both defensive backs and tight ends. And then finally on Saturday, there will be the bench press and broadcast interviews and then departing for those groups. So like I said, very nice for Gophers fans that you can see both Brevin Spanford and Tyler Newbin on the same day with all of their testing. The on-field stuff will take place this Friday and you can catch it on television. So hopefully you'll be cheering on your Gophers and hopefully both of them can improve their draft capital on the upcoming NFL draft. Now, after this, their final opportunity will be their pro days, which will take place here in Dinkytown. I'm hopeful to be there in the flesh and be able to give you some updates on what we see and who is looking impressed. All that and more is coming, so definitely be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of that daily Gophers content and the updates that come along with it. And be sure to follow me over at Gophers Kane Rob on Twitter, where you can get the live latest and greatest, the nitty gritty when it comes to Gophers sports and what is happening, the scores, the insights, and also the behind the scenes where we can. I'll see you later tomorrow. In fact, be sure to hit subscribe. Like I said, now row the boat, sky, you might go gophers. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.